The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. And just a reminder, uh, coming up tomorrow at this time on the 630 Chad Afternoon News, we'll be joined by Marlene Chapman. Uh, this is a topic that I had wanted to explore for the last several weeks uh, about what do your dreams mean, and she's an expert in that field. We'll be taking your calls and texts as well if you want to pass on what bizarre dreams you've had. Uh, perhaps Marlene can sort that out for you. And uh, at this time on Friday, we'll be joined by my favorite guest, Roland Van Mures uh, from AMA Travel. Uh, he wants to talk about the hot spots for 2019, but he also wants to talk about insurance and insurance needs, what you should be buying before you go on a trip beyond just medical coverage. So those are uh, those are two great guests that we'll have in the next couple of days. Right now, though, another story that came up kind of organically uh, one day on the show a few weeks back, two or three weeks back, Jalen and I were talking about uh, highway safety and emergency vehicles and a tow truck driver phoned in and talked about the lights on their tow truck and about the near misses and collisions that have taken place in the province of Alberta. So as a bit of background, since 2005, Alberta's traffic laws have required all drivers to slow to 60 kilometers an hour or slower when in the adjacent lane passing an emergency vehicle, and that includes police cars, ambulances, fire and tow trucks who have their lights on. Traffic fines are doubled when drivers speed by any of those vehicles. But according to those who work in the industry, collisions and near misses are still all too common. We're joined right now by Devin Trediak uh, with Harold's Towing and Recovery in Grand Prairie. Hi, Devin. Hey, good afternoon. How are you today? I'm pretty good. How are you? Excellent. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, it's a pleasure to have you on. It's an important topic. And before the break, I said that you were the owner of Harold's Towing. Are you the owner or did I just promote you? Uh, yeah, definitely got promoted there. I'm not the owner. Uh, dedicated employee to Harold. Nice. Okay. Does your son work there as well? My son, no. Uh, okay. I know there's a Devin that works there with the same last name. Uh, not not recently, anyway. Ah, okay. Uh, all right, so let's talk about this. Uh, it's an important conversation. As I say, it came up organically on our show one day because I thought everybody knew this. So right now... Well, let me put it this way, and I'll let you say what you'd like to say about the topic. I mentioned this as well before we got you on the line, that I did some research, and the AMA, which represents about 80% of tow truck drivers in the province, says they get 37 or 37,000 of their calls, or one every 15 minutes, is considered a high-risk call for the tow truck operator because they're working along roadways with higher speeds or loss of uh, congestion. So does that statistic surprise you at all? Not at all. Uh, that's probably even lower. Um, I would say all of the stuff that we do is pretty high risk. Obviously, they're talking about stuff, you know, Highway 16, Highway 2, that's high risk. Uh, personally, our drivers can probably tell you it's still even high risk right in the middle of Grand Prairie or Edmonton. doesn't have to be just on the highway. So tell me what the, you know, I, maybe I'm asking the obvious here, but, uh, you know, shed some light on why it's high risk. What are tow truck drivers seeing out there? So right now we're, we're obviously out on the roadway working. Um, people take it for granted that we're just out on the roadway working, but we're working rain or shine, day or night. Um, I've been out in some nasty blizzards working. Uh, you're working 
kind of wherever a vehicle breaks down. So I could be right around the corner or just at the over the crest of a hill. Um, something that you're not going to necessarily see right away. But here's the thing, Devin, and, and I I used to be more on those highways than I am these days. I'm sort of tied to radio these days, but I used to be on those highways almost every night in Alberta and across Western Canada. It, for me, it's hard to miss a tow truck, and oftentimes uh, I know some tow truck companies will send two tow trucks or they'll send a, a you know a pilot car type vehicle to put on lights up the highway a little bit to warn uh, drivers, you often see pylons put down or flares out, depending on what the situation is. Um, I mean, is that something that everybody does and it's not working, or is that something that not all companies do? Uh, it's becoming more and more common for sure. Uh, it's definitely best practice to put out those pylons, have a blocker truck. Uh, a lot of times, it's not possible for smaller community communities. Um, you just don't have the manpower to accommodate something like that. Um, but even with blocker trucks, uh, for example, uh, Kingsway Towing and Meadowlark Towing, they have the ability, and they do it, as far as I know, all the time. They have blocker trucks. I've even seen it. Um, but there was still an instance where uh, a Kingsway driver had his equipment hit, um, and even the most recent one that made news, Oil Country, down on Highway 2, they, Highway 2, they had uh, a blocker truck, and their driver was still hit and severely injured. Yeah, that uh, the November third one you're talking about, Kingsway towing the close uh, call was, uh, you know, certainly an important one. But the the second one you mentioned, the Oil Country towing, that's an uh, I I don't know if interesting is the right word for it, scarily interesting because if I'm not mistaken, the blocker truck got hit, the driver operating the tow truck. Uh, went into the ditch to try and get to safety, and a second truck went into the ditch. Am I, am I getting that right? Uh, yeah. From So the blocker truck was hit. Uh, the driver was trying to avoid being hit. Uh, and the, just due to the speed and the road conditions, definitely played a part. But the speed, the visibility, it was kind of a perfect storm, it sounds mm-hmm. like, where the driver was hit uh, and pretty severely injured. Wow, sorry to hear that. Uh, and oftentimes, I'm sure you would agree with this, uh, Devin, coming up on, even if you see their lights, you don't necessarily know what a tow truck driver is actually trying to do. He could be winching somebody out of the ditch. He could be, uh, you know, just simply trying to get somebody's car started. He could be trying to turn a car around. I mean, there's a lot that could be going on that, that in a split second, you wouldn't be able to determine as you came up on that scene. Absolutely, and as well as part of the problem is uh, a bit of complacency, too, because we run amber lights, um, everyone from snow plows to construction crews to even some intersections are just marked with an amber light. Um, there's a lot of complacency because they don't realize that it could be a tow truck driver. Yeah, and, you know, that's where it gets sort of interesting, and I do want to get to your campaign that you're um, undertaking, but I don't want to rush there because this really is an important topic. So you mentioned complacency, and I hadn't thought about it before uh, because anytime I see vehicle lights on the roof of any vehicle, I slow. So I don't, I don't you know, personally, I don't differentiate between colors, but obviously that's not necessarily the case. So in your mind, who are the worst offenders? Are is it just regular cars? Is it truckers? Or is it everybody? Uh, it is absolutely everybody. Um, you've got big trucks. You've got small cars. You've got 
uh, young folks, you've got older folks. Um, in some of the incidents that I've been talking with other companies about, uh, it's been everyone from elderly uh, male drivers to young female drivers. It doesn't seem to be a set person who's ignoring our beacons on the roadways. Yeah, so, and here's the thing. Oftentimes when it comes to a situation like this, you talk about, well, we need to educate the motorists, but the law hasn't changed in 13 years. And certainly I've seen lots of signage out there about, what you're supposed to do and but even i gotta admit in anticipation of talking to you my producer and i were talking and i was like oh yeah you have to slow down to what is it 50 60 we didn't know exactly what you're supposed to slow down to until i looked it up so it's 60 right um but your idea and the idea of others i know last year wayne uh, drysdale the ucp mla for grand prairie uh wapiti he introduced a private member's bill that would prompt a change that would allow tow truck drivers to use blue and or white lights, and that's the way you want to go. Absolutely. I, that's definitely the first step. Um, throughout this campaign, we've kind of evolved and set more goals, more definitive goals. Uh, first step is priority on those lights, and we also want better enforcement of the slowdown move over. Um, we, yes, Blue and white lights are going to help differentiate, as well as they're more visible in, uh, you know, whiteout conditions, foggy conditions, stuff like that. Well, that's the important thing, Devin, because I know in talking to other people about this, and on the day that the conversation came up on our text line, people were asking, well, you know, wait a minute, police are blue, though, or whatever. But it, it isn't a matter of you wanting to appear to be you know, the same as a police officer. It's a matter of white and blue have been proven to be the most visible from a distance in inclement weather. That's the reason for those two colors. That's absolutely a huge part of it, for sure. Okay. So now this bill, it was a private member's bill that Wayne Drysdale brought up. It died after first reading. I think, actually, uh, they just ended the session before it went through. But here's what I don't understand, and maybe you can explain this to me first of all there doesn't have to be a bill in order to change the law this could be changed uh, minister mason could just change this without having the legislative assembly vote on it absolutely he can uh, through regulation of the highway traffic act uh, he can quite easily make that change and both mla drysdale and mla strengthman have brought up this point uh, during question period and it's not that they're not taking it seriously, but they're not uh, making it a priority for us. Which is, and here's what I don't understand. I said there was a couple of points, but let's stay with this one for a second. Here's what I don't understand. First of all, it's been done in Saskatchewan. Mm -hmm. uh, secondly, it's my understanding that uh, Minister Mason is in favor of this, but may have some hesitation when it comes to the actual color of the lights, but he's generally in favor of this. And I can't find anyone who's not in favor of this. So I guess, and you wouldn't perhaps know the answer to this, my guess, is, or my question is, why hasn't it happened? I can't find anybody who doesn't think this is a good idea. I think part of it is um, we haven't, we've been talking about it for years. I don't think that we've made a, a unified, concerted effort to get this done, prioritized, and taken care of, uh, which is part of what we're trying to do now. Well, let's talk about that. So you have a letter writing campaign uh, uh, set up. Is it on your website? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if you head over to heraldstowing.ca, uh, there's a safety tab. And if you hover over that, uh, there's a letter to the transportation minister button. 
Uh, click on that. You can quite easily fill out a form email. Um, if you don't want to do that, uh, we've provided a form email you can print out. Uh, all of Transportation Minister Brian Mason's contact information is on our website. And uh, we're hoping to get the general public to send off a letter, uh, help prioritize this, and as well for any other tow operators within Alberta that want to have the same sort of thing on their website. Uh, I am able, willing, ready to help them get it up there. I'll provide whatever's needed to do that. Well, I got to tell you, Devin, and the reason that I wanted to do this and I wanted to take my time with it, quite frankly, is because I think it's really important, uh, number one. But number two, I look at tow truck operators the same way, to be honest with you, I kind of look at police in so much as I never want to see them until I need them. And then I want to see them now. Absolutely. You know, and it's just one of those jobs where you we want them to be safe on the highways. And anyone who's ever broken down out of gas, uh, anything who stood on the side of a highway at one o'clock in the morning in a rural area knows how dangerous that is and how closely, even with four-way flashers on, people come to your vehicle. It's it's crazy out there, and I don't think I don't think maybe if you don't spend a lot of time on the highway, you don't maybe you just don't grasp just how crazy it gets out there. I think that could definitely be part of it. If you haven't been in that experience, you can't relate to it, and I get that. Um, hopefully, though, you can hear from a lot of tow truck drivers over the next little bit, giving you that uh, secondhand experience at least. Yeah, for sure. Uh, good conversation. Great topic, Devin. I'm glad we had the time to put you on today. We're going to follow up on this. For those who want to help, again, uh, the website is heraldstowing.ca, and then hover over the safety button, and you'll you'll figure it out from there once you get to heraldstowing.ca. I went there this morning. Uh, if you don't want to create your own email, if you're not a creative individual, uh, there's a sort of a standard kind of form letter that you can just sign your name to, basically, and send it off to the minister. But uh, you know, things don't get changed. Uh, squeaky wheels get oiled. Let's leave it that way. And the squeaker this wheel becomes, the more likely it is to get changed. So, Devin uh, Trediak, we're happy to help with the cause. Thank you so much for taking the time today. Thank you so much for having me. Have a great day. You as well. Thank and that you. was Devin uh, Trediak with Harold's Towing up in Grand Prairie. Uh, we'll take a quick break and then take a look at the text line. I know we've got a call on uh, hold for us as well. Uh, all right. We've been talking about uh, safety of tow truck drivers and uh, the... Uh, movement afoot to put blue and or white lights on tow trucks so that all us uh, motorists slow down. Justin's on the phone. Hey, Justin, are you not the tow truck driver that originally called us? I am, Andrew. It was a couple of weeks ago. Right. With you and Jay Lynn, and, and I'll tell you what, the, the, the results that, that we got from that phone call has been nothing more than awesome. I, I, I got to appreciate, I got to say to you guys that we appreciate very much the focus you're bringing to the to the general public on this item, and it, it, it's going to make an impact. And what Devin is doing there in Grand Prairie, we're all going to get on board. Anyone I've spoke to about it, we're 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 pumped that he's going this way, and and we hope to help it help it to happen. Well, I'm, I'm really glad. To... Record right now, Andrew. I spend more time in my record than I do at home. So <laughs> our livelihood, we uh, we just want to have everybody protected. So. Well, you know, it's a it's a funny thing, Justin, because it's one of those. I, I call them uh, telephone pole topics because telephone poles are everywhere, but yep. you don't notice them, right? Exactly. Until somebody exactly. points out telephone poles, and then you go, oh, my God, they're everywhere. And this was one of those topics when you phoned where I thought to myself, yeah, like I've had experience with 
tow truck operators, I see them out there all the time. I've also seen the dangerous practices of motorists around mm -hmm. them, mm -hmm. you know, and then I looked into it and then we found out, hey, there's a bunch of tow truck operators and companies trying to get something changed on this. And then I got into the history of the, you know, the Brian Mason and the private members bill. And this is something that just needed a bigger voice is all. Because like I said to our guest, I don't know anybody who's against this. Exactly. And, and the more it's brought to light, the, the quicker something's going to be happening because politicians, as you know, <laughs> they will do what the general public want done uh, to make everything okay. And, and, and we focused it so that, you know, it's a safety thing. And since that's happened, I got to tell you, I've talked with owners of companies because we, we as a company with Action Towing here in Sherwood Park, we went out and purchased a traffic control truck unit that we are using with the trained individuals to place signs and pylons well ahead of an incident. Now, it used to be we only used that on rollover recoveries or something where we had to close the highway down. Now, since the focus has changed to safety, or it's always been there, but it's been more enlightened, we utilize our traffic control unit with our individual on major highways such as 16 and 2, where there is a possibility for uh, an incident to happen well ahead. And these people... In their training, they know to place the signs, you know, a mile back hmm. with uh, accident ahead or incident ahead with watch for flag man down to 60. And you know what? The people are, they're, they're kind of sort of getting it. They're coming by a lot slower. Well, However, I'm glad to hear that because you know what I said to you at the time, Justin, was I, and you know, like, like, you know, I spend, I at least used to spend a lot of time on those highways. Like I said to you at the time that you called in, I've never understood how you can see cars in the ditch or cars in an accident and right. not think to yourself, well, that happened for a reason. Uh huh. You know, even you if you're not slow down, yeah. Right. Like <laughs> even if you're not worried about the tow truck driver, which you should be, yeah. something yeah. put that car in the ditch. So you might want to, you know, take take notice of that. Protect yourself, absolutely. Now, as I mentioned, since that happened, Andrew, I've talked with a lot of owners, and because of that, we've we've brought it up that we have to bring out a traffic control unit. This has a cost associated mm. with it, and a lot of the results I'm getting is, you know what? I'm hearing that there's a problem out there. We don't mind spending that little bit of money uh, to protect you as an individual and to make sure that nothing happens with their unit. Because when you're pulling their unit out, if somebody slams into that, <laughs> oh, yeah. well, it's a cost to them, correct? So Absolutely. It's, it's money well spent, and, and people are trained individuals. And we've, you know, we've invested thousands and thousands of dollars in equipment and signage and whichever, as other companies have, and hopefully... It'll make people realize that, you know what, we're in it for the long haul. We want to protect everybody, make sure they get home for dinner. And we do it for a living, so we know what we're doing. We know what's what's required to ensure everybody does get home safely. Well, Justin, but glad I, we were able to shed some more light yeah. on it. I appreciate this call and your last that got us going on this topic in the first place. But we'll keep ringing the bell for you. Well, I appreciate that. I do want to say thank you very much for what you and Jaylen are doing and at, at 630 Chat are doing. And we look forward to talking to you in the future, Andrew. You betcha. Thanks ever, a lot, Justin. You, uh, you as well. Sorry, I did a Jay Lynn and cut him off there right at the end. Uh, we're almost out of time, but I do want to get to this call. Uh, Trevor, you wanted to uh, say something. Yeah, hi, Andrew. Hi. How's it going? Good, thank you. Um, I'm your friendly neighborhood bus driver. I call in once in a while. Right. And you know what? I am all for this 100%. I personally will go on that website and I will sign my name onto it. Um, I've always said that you know, we, as, as drivers, we all need to obey the laws because none of us want to be that guy that wrecks somebody else's life. Yeah, right. Yes, absolutely. And, 
and I've told people that jaywalk across the street. I was like, just remember, when you do stuff like that, it's us that have to live with it. Yeah. Well said, Trevor. Appreciate it. I wish I had more time for the call, but I appreciate you taking the time to make it. Uh, we'll check on news headlines, and when we come back, we'll be talking uh, backcountry safety. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.